Welcome to After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. This is a podcast about storms and how we all have tribulation in our life. It's about growing deeper in your faith with Jesus Christ. Being able to talk about things in our life that are hard, things that we don't always talk about to our friends or our family. We're going to be talking about depression and overcoming it, anxiety and overcoming it. And we are going to be talking about suicide. Yes, even suicide. People are struggling and they are going through the hardest time of their life. And it's amazing how many people that I know in this Christian world that are struggling with the same thoughts and depression and anxiety that I went through a few years ago. Well, I am here to tell you that there's a way out. You are strong in the Lord and in his might. I just want you to lean in on his mercy. I want you to gather around with your blanket and your coffee. And I want you to just listen for what the Lord has to say to you. I want you to listen for what the Lord wants for you in your life. And I pray blessings and mercy over you and your family. I pray that you will be able to just stand strong in the Lord. For he is good. Yes, and his mercy endures forever. Amen. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. I'm your host, Alicia. How's everyone out there doing today? I hope and pray that everyone is doing well and that everyone is, you know, living to the best of their ability with what they can. So let's talk about Psalms 91. Let's not waste any time because I feel like there's so much fear out there today that we need to be reminded of who we are in Christ. And we need to be reminded that God is still on the throne. Okay, let's get started. Turn to Psalms 91. This is the verse that I use to bless my home. I pray this over every window and every door, and I plead the blood of Jesus as well over every window and every door while I'm there. Here we go. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him, for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, These evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. He will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. 
Isn't that so amazing what the Lord says that no matter what's going on around you, keep your eye on him, protect your mind from what everyone else is saying, because there's going to be a lot of influences coming in from social media, the news, um, just even the White House. We have to be proactive in thinking first, God is still on the throne. And then when they say something, you need to ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, God, what is this? Is this something that I need to get ready for my children? You know, what do I need to do? How do I prepare for something like this, God? How much do I have in my cupboards? Do I need to go to the store? You know, things like that. Make sure to ask the Lord, you know, if they do go on certain areas that are locked down, do you need to order some masks? Do you need to get some gloves? Because, you know, that could be something that they could put in place in order for you to go to the grocery store, make sure you have on mask and gloves in order to go inside. You have no idea what, what could be coming or what could happen in these situations because they just don't have control over what's going on. But you know who does have control? God does. God has control over what's going on in this world and what's going on in our homes, what is allowed in our homes. God has control. You have control. God gave you authority in Christ Jesus. He said that you have authority in Christ and that you have the keys to the kingdom. You are able to do whatever you can to stand. You can do anything that the Lord says that he has done. He says, greater you shall do the works than I. And I mean, he's talking, it's Jesus. And I'm like, really, Lord? You know, and it's like hard to believe because look at the times we're living in where everyone seems to be in such fear. And, you know, the Lord says 365 times in the Bible, it says, do not be afraid or do not fear. And I think God did that for a very specific reason to remind us that every single day we should not fear even if there are things going on around us that we do not understand, we have to be observant at what is really going on. And many people are like, well, there's a pandemic. It's, an, it's, a, it's a thing that's going on. And, you know, why are you not afraid? Well, because Jesus told me not to fear. He told me not to be afraid. And even if that spirit of fear tries to rise up, I say, no, I cast it all down. I take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ Jesus. I say, no, my God said that I have the mind of Christ. He said that I shall not fear. He says that I, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. He says that in his word, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yes, that includes disease. That includes all kinds of things. Well, I know you guys are saying, well, I've had the flu before. You've had this before. Yes, I understand. But my God is still the same God that he was today, yesterday, and forevermore. Okay, let's read some more word because I think we need to just fill our bodies with the word of God. So let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. God offers comfort to all. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. 
He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When we are troubled, we will be able to give this, them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. Wow, isn't that so great? If you read that over and over and you just meditate on that verse, just thinking about how God comforts all of us and how when we focus our attention on God, only on God, we rely on him, not everyone else and what's going on in the world, but he rescues us. He gives us peace. He gives us hope of not just knowing that we are at peace or that we are resting in his presence, but he tells us that this is his promise. It's not just an idea anymore. It's, it's a fact. It's a reality. It is something that is so true and so pure of God's heart to say, I'm here to comfort you. No matter what you're going through, I am here and you need to just rest and rely on me. Trust in the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. It is so true. Okay, now we're going to read another verse. Zephaniah 3:17. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Isn't that so amazing? That he says that with his love, he will calm all your fears. Did you know that perfect love cast out all fear? It is God's perfect agape love, his pure holiness love for you and for his, his people that he pours out his love. And you, I know there's so many of you guys that are like, well, why is this happening? Why is this going on in this world? Why do we have to endure this in this time? You know, when people are trying to really go buy diapers and wipes and there's nothing for them to purchase diapers and wipes for, you know, one of the girls in my group had said that they were limiting wipes and diapers, telling people that they could only purchase one. You know, this girl in front of her was trying to purchase two diapers, two boxes of diapers for her child. And they told her no. 
And she's like, I need these diapers, you know? And it's like, I guess they they said there wasn't going to be enough for everyone, so they had to limit the amount of diapers. And it's it's sad because it's like, what happens when she does run out of those diapers and she doesn't have any extra? She's like, you know, I'm just going to go back in line to another person. And, you know, it's sad because that's where we're kind of at, where they are limiting the supply and demand and how much food you get and how much you get of this. And it can lead to a lot of, I think, fear of people not knowing what is going to come. And it's almost like it reminds me of like the fight or flight situations and certain movies that I watch. And I'm not like promoting movies. I'm not saying go watch this movie. But I am saying that there are a lot of movies that I used to watch when I was in school and when I was younger and that I would see that and be like, epidemic wise, you're like, oh my gosh, like people are acting crazy. They completely lose their mind and they start to function out of fear. And then next thing you know, they're killing people or they're hurting people and they're fighting people in the stores for toilet paper or for diapers or for formula. And it's like, we can't go to the store right now and even find meat. It seems like, you know, we took a picture um, we took a picture of the meat aisle and the bread aisle because we go in there all the time. And my kids, we take our kids all the time. And this time we didn't take our kids the last two times we went because it's just been so crazy. And we just didn't know what to expect, you know, taking our children out there and just not, not about like the virus situation, but just about people in general. Like, how are they going to act? How are they going to respond, especially after everything that's going on? And we just took pictures and showed them like, cause we were, we went there to go get canned goods and there was like no canned goods except for chicken noodles. I think it was like cream of mushroom soup or something like that. And we got like huge cans of like corn and green beans, but (laughs) we just laughed because we were like, what are we going to do with this? Like, this is like so much. And we just wanted like little bitty cans, but you know, we're making it work and we're just, you know, doing the best we can. We're learning how to make bread and, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, it takes you back to like your roots where you feel like you have to learn how to survive. And you, it's like, are we going to survive? Yes, we're going to survive. But it's just thinking about this, this time that we're in. And a lot of people are operating out of fear and anxiety and you have to recognize your triggers and say, okay, is this making me fearful to go out to the grocery store? If it is, ask your husband or someone else to go with you so that you're not alone and so that you're not out there like like having a hard time breathing because that is a real thing. I'm not going to pretend like it's not a real thing. I know there's people out there that are struggling with anxiety, especially in these times. If you can call a 1-800 number and, and talk to someone, maybe just talk it through with someone and see how you can do other coping mechanisms before you go out, you know, take some deep breaths. Whenever you're, whenever you're in your home, before you even leave to go to the grocery store or wherever you're going, you know, take a few deep breaths and just inhale and exhale and do that for a good, 
like 10 deep breaths and then see how you are from there. Because when you start to panic and you start to have these overwhelming thoughts, you're going to take shorter breaths. You're going to be going and then that's not going to get enough oxygen to your brain. And then you will end up in a full fledged attack and you don't want that. We want you guys to be able to function and people are going to be looking for to the Christians and they're going to be looking to see if you're freaking out, should, should they freak out? Because if they're unbelievers and, you know, they don't believe in anything and they're scared and then they look at you, they look to you and say, are you scared? Like, are they scared? Let me, let me watch the Christians because if they're scared, then, then they must not really, Jesus must not be real. And I would hate to say that, but that's how a lot of unbelievers think. They think that when times like this happen, they're looking for an answer. They're looking for, is God real? What, what do the Christians say? What are the Christians doing? How are they acting? If they're acting just like the rest of the world, then they're going to be like, well, then that must not be real. But if you're at peace and you're like, well, my God's got me. And if even if he doesn't, then I still trust in him. I mean, that is faith in itself. And but God does have you. But I'm talking I'm referring to the part in the Bible where Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, when they are up against King Nebuchadnezzar and they are fighting to Stay true to God, the Father, the Almighty God. And King Nebuchadnezzar, he had built this gold statue that they wanted them, the people, to bow down and worship him. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said no, and they continued to stand whenever the horn blew and they were all to bow their knee to this, you know, statue. Well, King Nebuchadnezzar was upset and because he doesn't, they don't worship the gods that King Nebuchadnezzar worshiped. So they tested, he tested God. In this time, he tested God pretty much because he said, oh, you don't want to bow down to what, what's going on. You don't want to, you don't want to follow the rest of the world of who I'm commanding to follow. And he threw them into the fiery furnace. Many of you may know this story. And what did he say? He said, my God will deliver me from your hand. And even if he doesn't. So that's where we kind of have to stay is I know my God will protect me. But even if he doesn't, I still trust him. I know that there will be so many people that will be looking to the Christians that will be looking to see how are they responding? How are they acting? Because once they came out of that fiery furnace, everyone realized that God was real, that God was truly for them, that God was not against them, that God loved them, that God is love. And once they realized that, they had the courage to stand up against the enemy, which was King Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> you know, they were like, no, we're going to worship the true God. But I'm not saying this as like, 
everything that's going on with Corona isn't serious. But to me, my God is able and capable of bringing me out. So always make sure that you are hearing from the Lord, that you are in his word, that you are staying encouraged during this time. Encourage yourself if you have to. If you're around people that are so negative and they're wondering, why are you not freaking out? Or why are you not this? And are you freaking out? Oh, you're trusting in God? Okay. And then you're just like, yeah, I'm just believing God's promises. I'm just believing in what God can do because I can't do it in my strength. Can you do it in yours? I can't. So I have to trust in God, but we have to do it in a gentle heart because even with my husband, I have to remind myself that as much as he, he reads the news and he talks to me about what's going on in the news and, you know, he tells me how serious this is and, you know, he, you know, keeps going on and on about it and it could build kind of this fear mongle where you can think, oh, oh yeah, like people are dying and we, we can't deny that. We can't deny that people are dying, but I have to remind myself that God is for me and that I have to remember that even through all of this, that God is the only, he's my only option. I can't cling to the fear of whatever the world says. Like the woman that was in, um, she had the blood disease for 12 years and she was, she was quarantined. She couldn't be around people and she was pretty much only able to leave or go anywhere when there was no one around, but she couldn't even leave her home, you know? And I think about her, I think about, you know, she did everything she could to stay away from everyone else. But when she knew about Jesus, she clung, she had to cling to his, his, hem of his garment. And I feel like that's where the body of Christ should be. I am clinging on to the hem of the garment of Jesus because that is all I have. He is my faith. He is my hope. I don't have anything else in this world that can help me. They are telling me that I have to stay home. I cling to you, Jesus. I cling to you. And that's all that you can do. That's all that I can do. And everything that's going on, as much as I read and as much as I watch TV and see what's going on in the news, I cannot stop and read every single post or every single comment that says something about coronavirus and make myself be like, oh, I'm getting so afraid. No, I'm going to cling to the hem of, of Jesus's garment and I'm going to say, Jesus, I know you've got me. I'm not letting go of you. Are you going to let go of me? And I guarantee you, Jesus will cling to you so quick because he loves people that are in faith. You know, it is impossible to please God without faith because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And that's Hebrews 11, 6. Okay, so let's go ahead and pray and let's ask the Lord to help us this week, this month, however long it takes for us to not live in fear and for us to live in faith 
Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything that you're doing for us in our lives. Father God, I just pray that you will continue to bless us through this time of not being able to know for certain what's going on, but you did say in your word to not lean on your own understanding. And so we are leaning on to you, Father. We are asking you for your wisdom because you said in your word that that you give wisdom without fault. You give wisdom freely. All we have to do is ask. Father God, I just thank you so much for being there for us whenever we feel like we are all alone. This time can be so hard for many of us when we are at home, even though we are surrounded by family, or even if we're not surrounded by our family, God, we feel like, like, do they even understand us? Do they even get what I'm saying or what I'm doing? And it can cause a lot of discord and, and conflict. Father God, I just pray that there will be unity in this time, Father. I pray that this time will be able to be just mended together by the blood of Jesus and that nothing will come against us. There's no weapon formed against us that shall prosper. Father God, I thank you for for being being our peace whenever there is no peace around us. Father God, I thank you for being our shield whenever we go outside or whenever we're playing with our kids, Father God, whenever we're we're seeing our grandparents or anyone that is in the elderly. I thank you for being their shield, Lord. Protect the babies that are in the NICU, Father. Protect them, Lord. Protect the healthcare workers, Father God. Protect them, Lord. Be their shield and their comfort. Make them realize that that they are not alone. Let them feel your presence during this time. And when they come out of this, Father, because I believe that we will, I believe that we will be united and stronger together, that we are all in this together. It's going to be okay. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us. Father God, I pray that during this time we will realize that we can't take anything for granted, that nothing in this world means more than our family, than people, and to love. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. I pray peace and mercy over you guys and over your homes. And may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Number six, 24 through 26. God bless you.